there are some more sophisticated things coming out where you can actually start to do display network type mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah. But by the time you're spending that kind of money and learning that kind of system, I'd rather be outside the Amazon ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA podcast for Amazon sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. So number six out of nine. Yeah, number six is a newish one, technically, that is just on fire. And that is be sure to capture their phone number so that you can do text and SMS marketing campaigns. Now, this is made possible inside of Shopify very easily. In the checkout process, you can require a phone number or you can make it an option element, but or you can have it turned off. And so you want to look in your Shopify settings to make sure that it's, I would say, optional. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it required. But when you start to do that and have it be optional, you start to build a list of phone numbers. And there's a great app that many of our clients are turned on to now that are just crushing it with, and that's called SMS Bump. The SMS Bump app is a fantastic tool for abandoned text checkout or abandoned checkout texts. So if a customer has the phone number in your, in your data, they uh, abandon their product in their cart, they'll get a text that says, hey, I just wanted to make sure you didn't, you know, you, you, the internet didn't go down, you know, say, say whatever you want, but here's the item, you know, so that you can complete your checkout. Those work like crazy. The conversion rate on those texts are literally crazy. And text-based marketing is a pay-to-play system. So you actually pay for every text that is sent. And that actually is really interesting because we have some clients who are like, I spent $14 and made $4,700. You know, like these, these ROIs on this text-based stuff in SMS bump is ludicrous. And so you definitely want to get that rigged up. And so having that abandoned checkout text SMS marketing is good to go for Shopify owners and is just gold. And so there's there's that, yeah. I like that a lot. It, obviously, you can only work some of the magic there. I think capturing phone numbers is also possible if you have a website and you're Amazon-focused. You're going to have less power. You certainly can't do abandoned mm-hmm. carts uh, retargeting, but you could do you know some form of targeted you know SMS. Well, that thing, leads us right to number seven, my man, which okay. is the next thing you can do once you have phone numbers is you can do what I would call broadcast mm-hmm. uh, text. 
And so broadcast texts are the one-off campaign texts. They're not tied to any abandoned checkout thing. They're just a, hey, how do you do, everyone who I have your phone number and you've given it to me and I can text you something. We just launched our new product. I only have 180 of them and they're going like hotcakes. Here's your link uh, or whatever. You know, it's like whatever, you know, special broadcast. Now, because they're to your whole list can be more expensive. So, you know, like the the one-off abandoned checkout one that we just talked about a moment ago, that's one text message to one customer about a specific thing. And so the ROIs stack up like, oh my gosh, I made like so much money. But if you just broadcast your whole, you know, phone list, let's say you've got a thousand people in there. It's basically um, standard direct response marketing metrics. How many of them click through the product? How many of them convert? How much money did that add up to? And is that more than it costs to do the campaign itself on the texting side. So it is a pay-to-play performance kind of based system. But you know, do what we recommend to our uh, coaching clients is that they try to do something like one special broadcast text a month. So you don't you don't you don't want to bomb people with tons of stuff because you've got the abandoned checkout thing running all the time on autopilot. And then if you've got a special thing like a new product, maybe once a month you do a big campaign to the whole text list. And that is a gold. They'll of course be coming to your site on their phone, but nonetheless, it's a returning visitor and it definitely improves your conversion metrics. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that the returning visitor things, I suppose, uh, sort of all translate in the Amazon world, but with a slightly different angle on it. I mean, in this case, this would be a fantastic way to, to launch on Amazon because launching on Amazon is always expensive anyway. But what you're really trying to do is juice the algorithm so that it, you get SEO and that's how the economics works rather than the cost of acquisition of customer versus lifetime or long-term customer value metric. It's, so in that case, again, I would say that if you, you know, unless your SMS marketing is remarkably expensive, that may well be worth doing as well if you've got a good offer to put out to a list uh and it's not so much returning to your site but it is kind of still an engagement of the people on your list isn't it so there's a there's a there's some similarities and again anything which you can do to launch effectively on amazon is incredibly valuable not to mention reviews which you can try and get outside of the amazon sort of very controlled ecosystem so for both those reasons again an sms list just like any other list of prospects is is of great value in the right situation i think i'll tell you my Number one hack for Amazon only sellers, I would absolutely, and it doesn't matter if it's RA or wholesale or private label, I would absolutely, if that was my game and I was starting out today, I would be running a contest every week on a site like Wishpond, Rafflecopter, Viper. You don't, you don't have to have a Shopify site. Run a contest, give away something, have the entry methods be email opt-in and text SMS phone number opt-in. And if you had any social media accounts, you could have opt-ins related to those as bonus items. And then literally you do all of the text-based work and the email-based work all focused on your Amazon sales channel. You can do everything we've just described if you just run a contest. And so then you've got a list of both phone you know, list and uh, email list, and you're off to the races. It really gives you massive control over the, what we call traffic stacking in our nine mountains of traffic training, that's, there's no barrier to entry for that. Zero, zero barrier to entry. You could have a contest set up literally in the next hour Amazing. on any of those sites. There's, it's not technical. It's not expensive. It, there's no barrier to doing that. And it will radically improve your Amazon sales outcomes. If you start sitting traffic, 
you know, targeted traffic to your to your products. Yeah. Amazing. I would presume as well that SMS is a much less crowded channel for marketing messages than email, partly because yeah. it's pay to play, yeah. I guess. That's why the results are so incredible is because people get very few text messages and you don't want to be the per- person that pushed them <laughs> over the edge that they then, re- you know, resent and hate you. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to push it. What you want to do is be there to support them. They abandon a checkout. You wanted to make sure they still had the opportunity to buy the product. Boom. That's okay. Or once a month, you've got something special, put it in front of them, you know, gentle or not pushy way. I think that's reasonable. So, but yeah, that's the reason the results are so incredibly high is people's inboxes are literally hilarious. I mean, Michael, do you know how many emails I have in my inbox right now? I have no idea, but (laughs) I can guess a thousand. 61,906. Okay. So you're not a man who clears his inbox frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even joking. 61,906. People's inboxes are stuffed. Yes. Their, their text messages aren't. Okay. So anyway, you guys get the point. I, uh, you know, I don't need to sell people on text marketing, but I like it, but I I think you probably do in the sense that people aren't doing it. (laughs) I think that it's actually because it's paid to play, it puts Mm -hmm. people off, but that's really good because it's putting everyone off. Mm -hmm. So if you can get the economics to work for you, that's, I think that's really powerful. So we've got, then we've got two left, I think, um, by my reckoning. So what's number eight ways, by the way, guys, we were talking about ways to get repeat visitors or returning visitors to your site in essence. So what's number eight for those? Yep. So these last two are more pay, you know, paid based or you know, marketing spend based. So number eight is set up Google text based ads. Now, the reason I love people to start with Google text based ads is you're answering a question that people are, you know, actively searching for. So, so people are looking for, you know, you know, greenhouse roofing material and your ad pops up and says, buy our greenhouse roofing material. Those text-based ads are old school, but they're not interruption marketing. They are answering the hungry crowd with the, you know, here's the plate of food type idea. That to me is uh, a great way to, you know, increase traffic to your site. But then the thing about it is the more you do that in your niche or industry, you will find returning customers that are searching for stuff and the opportunity for them to know, like, and trust you and come back to you is, you know, it's clear and obvious. Now, I think it was point number two, we said pixel people. So you can also set up through, you know, the the Google um, ad platform, your retargeting. Now the retargeting ads can be in the display network. So they can be image ads that are all over the internet so that when people go to various websites, they'll see your, uh, website again through the you know because you're retargeting them that's a fantastic opportunity to get that second visit third visit fourth visit so that's the that's the eighth idea yeah. i like this i'm just again trying to think about hands somebody who sells primarily on amazon's going to make this work i mean it's just a bit of a trickier one isn't it because obviously the cost up front mm-hmm. it, and then justifying that is going to be hard to do if you do it in one burst to to boost a launch you could do that i think you're going to mm-hmm. have to accept that the break-even point is going to be pushed back by that and, and i probably would be wary of doing this quickly which is another reason why ultimately people who focus on amazon primarily or most of the ones i know that are serious are, are all building their own direct consumer site bar none mm-hmm. they're all of them i mean some of them with more success than others but yeah. these are reasons why longer term you want to be multi-channel i think because the opp- opportunities in each channel are different really yeah 
website. And Amazon in the mar- Amazon marketing platform tools doesn't have any equivalency to this type of stuff, I suppose, does it? Just Not that I know of. They're, product. Yeah. they're expanding it all the time. There are some more sophisticated things coming out where you can actually start to do display network type mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah. But by the time you're spending that kind of money and learning that kind of system, I'd rather be outside the Amazon ecosystem mm-hmm. because in the end, what you're doing is pushing people back towards a, a platform that tends to offer them other people's products in the say, you know, as quickly as possible. So yeah. I'd rather, you know, spend the money, even if it's a longer term play, pushing them back towards your own site here. I mean, whereas if you're building a list of people and you're then pushing them to amazon to buy it you're still building a list you can nurture so i think that you know this is the thing really that that strikes me always that um, building your own assets uh, above all what we're talking about today is building your own marketing assets the back end of which some of which they only work on shopify but a lot of the time they work on amazon as well but the asset is the marketing and the relationship and that return visit is a sign that we've got that relationship i guess isn't it really that there's a good reason why they should come back okay so that's that's number eight one left one left, number nine. What, what do we no, do? Yeah, number nine is easy. Facebook retargeting. Facebook retargeting, once you pixel them, then you've got an opportunity to put your brand and your products back in front of them. Now, I have this last on the list, and I do think this is a priority order. You know, th- this would be the last on this list that I would do because it's expensive and it doesn't work that well. In fact, we ran, <laughs> we studied this on our own site pretty well, and I've told the story before, but what we discovered after we um, did a retargeting you know, analysis was that it was easier for me to get a first-time visitor to my website than it was to get a second time or third, you know, to get the retargeted returning customers cheaper and easier, which is super depressing in a way if you think about what that means, which is people are less likely to come back to the sec the second time than they are the first time when they're looking for something that's like what you think you have for them. But nonetheless, retargeting is clearly an option and it can work for many. Uh, websites and many products. It's definitely a way to stay top of mind. Even if the customer doesn't return to the site, you put yourself in front of them in a way that they could. Now, you know, you, you maybe they see you on Facebook with your retargeting ad, and then they just, you know, go to their browser, open a, a tab and go to uh, your site. So you never know what the knock-on effects are of those mm-hmm. types of display ads. But but yeah, that's the that's a simple one. And, you know, I would, I would clip off the budget quickly and and monitor it closely to make sure that you don't just spend a ton of money on that but there you yeah. go that's the ninth one <laughs> you're not the only person to find that that by the way easier or, or the economics make more sense to get you know a one-off visitor than to get returning visitors i've had yeah. amazon-based sellers who focus on facebook ads but only for launch so say the same kind of thing they've tried building retargeting lists i guess on their own websites or in yeah. some interstitial stage um, page that belongs to somebody else but that's picks a you can pixel people on yeah and uh, yeah they've had the same experience so maybe when you're on an interruption marketing mode and you're on facebook people are just driven by impulse and maybe that results in very basic behaviors i guess you know so i'm always i'm never quite comfortable with those kind of interruption marketing things they work but there's a different mentality a different art to that i think isn't there than, than any other the things that you've talked about today i think totally yeah because everyone else has come there because they're looking for something specific so uh yes so uh yes don't do this in a hurry at home folks we've got nine things that's the ninth thing so let's recap in the priority order so that the earlier it comes in the list the more likely it is to work for people by this point okay here's the whole summary 60 seconds so (laughs) the exercise here is to improve your returning customer or visitor rate on your product or website 
And there are nine ways you can do that. Here we go. First of all, get their email address. Second of all, pixel them with both uh, Facebook and Google Pixel. Third, get them to buy anything on their first visit. Even a free item that's run through the checkout is incredibly valuable. Four, give them structured reasons to come back, like annual events, weekly events, things that are planned that they know they can hear about and, uh, and come back for. Uh, number five, give them special one-off reasons to come back. That would be your typical items on sale, new product launch, a contest, that kind of thing. Number six, set up text SMS marketing, get their phone numbers in the checkout process. And number seven, do one-off broadcast where you, you know, send them special items. Oh, number six was uh, abandoned checkout flow for the text SMS. Number eight is set up Google text AdWord uh, campaigns to get people who are super hungry to come to your site. You know that they're the right people. They're highly likely to come back a second time as well. And you can then, of course, retarget through Google ad uh, systems. And number eight is to retargeting again through Google. And number nine is retargeting through Facebook. Okay, so that's the sloppy redo of the 60 seconds. <laughs> that's cool. So there you go. I've, I've made detailed <laughs> notes as ever, folks. You'll find them over at theecommerceleader.com. So when I yeah. make notes, I confuse Jason with our, I'm messing with your outline here. So Jason, obviously, you know, you're, you're showing once again your, your amazing chops with the Shopify slash direct-to-consumer world. So if people want to get more coaching from you, and I know Kyle Hamer is also, you know, your partner in crime there. How do they figure it out? Is it winning on Shopify still? I know you guys are rebranding. Where do they go these days? It's still winning on Shopify.com currently, but when you're listening to this in the future, it will likely redirect to our new brand that we're rolling out in the next few weeks, we hope. And so, yeah, go check us out there. You've got application forms for coaching. You've also got other resources and tools like our nine mountains of traffic and our small groups, that kind of thing that you can check out there. And as ever, folks, if you want to check us out, you can always go to the Trusty Podcast apps, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. But we have a new place where you can connect with us, which is on the e-commerce leader on call-in app, C-A-L-L and an I-N, as it sounds. And that's very exciting because you can actually pop in there and we could even potentially do things like get you on the show briefly to ask questions or whatever. I guess, Jason, that we're, so far we're doing, we're focusing on a fun new format, which is a four-way chat, isn't it? But we're hoping to get people in there and be a little bit more interactive. Yeah, it's um, a fun dynamic. It's a you know four four of us roundtable conversation. They're faster episodes. You know, we're trying to do them in like you know twelve to fifteen minutes. Hot topics, hot takes on one thing. So the one we dropped earlier this week was Kate Chaddock and Chris Green talking about Q four strategies for retail arbitrage. You know, so they'll be very micro specific topics, and yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. So, folks, that's the new place to check us out. Just remains me to say, uh, Jason, this has absolutely been your episode. And, uh, you know, as ever, I'm in awe of your, uh, you know, fantastic tips there because I think that there's so much power in the stuff you're doing and you've got so many great results, not only for yourself now, but for your clients. So, some exciting things to go over. So, thanks, man. That was great stuff. Thanks, man. It's an honor. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.